0: All right, back here on the Ohioan, and, you know, we're at a spot of the um, statehouse calendar where it's we got the lame duck session. It's uh, near the end so of the session, so you see a lot of bills coming up, and we're going to cover these bills as they come up. But we also want to have news from the Ohio Supreme Court. Um, you know, we don't know as much about the Hudson Supreme Court as the U.S. Supreme Court, but they do make interesting rulings, and I wanted to talk about one that uh, came through yesterday. Um, to me, Craig, this is a no-duh, uh, but I'm glad that they made this ruling. Uh, there was a, um, a court case involving uh, teachers carrying firearms, and the Supreme Court ruled and said, hey, you can't carry a firearm as a teacher without extensive police training or twenty years of experience. And I'll be honest, I'd say you need police training, no matter how much experience. <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I applaud the fact that the the court made this ruling, but I think they need to to extend it a little bit further. And to me, it's not even a hey. Does does this sound like you're Republican or liberal or whatever? I think it's a common sense ruling, and it was a four three decision. But again, if you're carrying a firearm, if you're in the school or even at your house, get some training, understand what's happening. You know, it it just makes so much sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, there's been a lot of arguments going back and forth about whether teachers should be allowed or should be carrying a firearm in the event of a school shooting. Yeah, you know, it's, it's obviously very sad that we have to have this conversation at all, but it seems like we're to the point where we do. Um, you know, I, I think there are plenty of teachers out there that are, you know, pro-Second Amendment. They probably have their concealed carry license. And, you know, to them, carrying a gun is not a foreign thing. You know, there you can have debates all through different school boards and rural and urban areas in the state, and you're probably going to get a bunch of different answers. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that they at least have sort of their, you know, the Supreme Court in the state has their, you know, a line in the sand saying, well, if you're going to do this, you have to meet requirements. So because first of all, I don't think a school district should want to give a gun to someone that doesn't have any training or knowledge or experience because maybe they're not comfortable or whatever it may be. And, and maybe it's just something that they don't want to get involved with. So it's good that you don't have to require everybody, but if you're going to have someone in your school building that has a gun, it's probably not the bad idea to get training and to make sure that those people are prepared in the event that they were to have to use it. I, I, I don't know that it's a great idea to begin with. I think that's, it's up to every school district to make their own decision. Uh, You know, in a a lot of cases, I think giving guns to teachers probably isn't a great idea either because a lot of these lockdowns basically render your teachers irrelevant because they're locked into a, a classroom. And, you know, and in most cases, if they have, depending on the system schools have, you're automatically locked in. You're not able to get out of the, out of the, uh, the room you're in. So some schools have taught, have talked about having like someone that works in the administrative office that would be able to come out of the administrative office if need be to address a situation. But then I also think that kind of goes back to a lot of schools have, you know, police resource officers. It's probably not a bad idea if possible, for every school to have a, a school police resource officer, um, and a lot of a lot of people have gotten creative over the years. Uh, in Sandusky County, our sheriff has worked out contracts with with various different schools that have wanted one, where they'll pay the school will pay the eight nine months that they're in the school building, and then the sheriff will pay the three months that they're on the road in the summer, and it's worked out pretty well, you know. Um, How effective are school resource officers? I don't know. I'm sure they're probably better than not to have, but um, it's, I think, you know, if you're going to go that route, why not have a professional who's trained at, in all of those situations to, that's wearing a bulletproof vest and that's, you know, ready to, you know, go in the event that something happens rather than hoping that you train someone well enough, whether it be a teacher or administrator to execute really almost like a tactical movement if someone were to come in and begin shooting a school. So it's, it's, it's hard to really say what should happen here.
0: And let me clarify something. I I wasn't clear when we first uh, entered the story. Um, We talked about 20 years of experience. They're saying 20 years of experience as a peace officer. So it's not like if you're 20 years of experience as a teacher, you can start carrying guns without training. Um, Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's definitely a lot of fluidity to what you're saying. I think the one thing that. We're going to have to progress on as a society is, you know, after everything that happened last year with George Floyd and some of the understanding that we're starting to get about where we haven't done well for people of color over the past. And I have kind of been exemplified by, you know, what happened to George Floyd and everything else like that. Right. You know, there are some schools that say, hey, you know, maybe having a police officer in the school isn't the. Best idea, and I don't want to <clears throat> contend that assertion because I know every school is different. Right. I, I think a lot of it has to do with the makeup of your your kids and everything else. I totally understand that. Um, I I do think there needs to be some type of presence, and I'll be honest with you. You know, maybe you sit there and say, like we've talked about this with police departments. You know, we need to have. We, we don't just to have, have to have guys that can arrest you or shoot you in an extreme situation. You need people to mentor kids, talk to them, right. help them out. And I know there's a lot of school districts where they have good relationships with police departments to do that, but maybe if we focus more on that and instead of, hey, here's this bad, you know, this big, tough police officer that's going to punish you if you make a mistake or Or he may shoot you if you have a gun in your hand or whatever else the case might be. You know, focus on more of that mentoring type of relationship. And I know, and again, this is a rural district, so obviously the makeup of the kids are a lot different than the city school district. But in Galleon, when I was the editor out there, you know, they had a really good police officer that she served over the school district a long time. Uh, she was like the advocate that really helped out. Mm-hmm. And uh, students in the school did. I mean, she wore a police uniform. You know, it was clear who she was, but the schools didn't, the students didn't look at her in that way. And I would advocate more of that type of relationship. Sure. And to be honest, you know, I know schools don't have money, and especially after COVID, but I would feel more comfortable that you have at least one officer maybe two or even three depending on the size of your school that could perform that role I feel a whole lot better about that than saying hey your math teacher's armed you know yeah yeah I know it's sometimes easier to have the math teacher being armed but if something happens in the classroom it's going down before the you know the peace officer can can get there but you know what and, and Craig I hate saying this I don't mean to make a lie of this stuff but you know when I was a kid it was still in the spanking days, you know, where, you know, we were spanking kids, not we, not me, but, you know, teachers were, you know, palling kids and everything else like that. And there was kind of an environment at that time where, oh, here's this tough teacher. You know, he's going to appall you, Craig, if you don't get your homework done. Well, what would that be like now if teachers have guns? I'm not saying, you know, you're going to get shot if you don't get your homework done, but... I don't know. I, I don't know if I want all, all my teachers being armed. I, I guess that's what I'm saying. Well,
1: you know, and even a, even if as a district as a whole, I, I don't think you're going to get 100% agreement on a teacher randomly but very well trained and in, in everything, randomly being ch- you know armed with a, a weapon, because some parents are going to be fine with it, and some parents are not going to be fine with it, and I completely understand why both you know, both arguments would come to the table. Um, yeah, I, you know schools don't have a lot of money. There are a lot of schools like I think it's foreign when we talk about police agencies that don't have body cameras. I think it's strange when we talk about that. you know, I mean most most body, you know most police departments I cover have body cameras. but you know, bigger departments, they have to invest more money into it, so maybe they don't do it. And maybe that's the case here where some people just, you know, you can't just have one school resource officer for, like, Cleveland Public Schools. It's just – it's way too big. You need multiple officers. But, again, you know, maybe they just don't have the finances to do that. So, you know, I, I don't – but I, I think I'd rather go with something like that where you have a resource officer. The resource officers that I've done stories on that I've dealt with in our area, they all – they're there in the side they're you know they're out there when the school bell rings and kids are going from class to class talking to kids saying hi it is not you know there's there's no real threatening nature to anything that they do at that school they respond to bullying they respond to other you know buildings in the district if something happens um, they they really they really act as sort of a, a, a liaison between the, the public and the, the police department, they do a lot of trainings. They do a lot of dare work for drug awareness. I mean, you know, well,
0: how, how about if we do this? Okay. There's calls to defund the police. Nobody realistic is saying, take all the money away from the police. They're just saying restructure how we do police departments. Right. So here's a win-win situation that unless you're really on one side of the political angle or uh, of the political party, you should not be upset about. Why don't if we just restructure police funds to say, hey, how much does it cost to hire a police officer? Let's say it's fifty thousand you pay him per year. Well here, hey local police departments, you need to take a hundred thousand of your budget and you're funding two police officers are in the schools. And if it's Cleveland, you know, hey, five hundred thousand you have ten or whatever, there's a proportionality based on the size of your city in your school. To me that would just make sense and now you're starting to restructure the police departments as you said craig yeah you need to hire someone that understands how to use a gun if if that happens but these are people that try to encourage more dare use try to encourage more it's a way of kind of spotting situations right, right? if you see a kid that could be trouble and i'm not talking about school shooting a kid that's struggling a kid, you know you could talk to that kid hopefully guide them the right pathway. I mean that makes sense. Yeah. And you know, even if you're really on the conservative side and say, oh, it's the our Police Department, you're saying no, we're putting officers in that are going to help your kids. You, right. You know, it, it just makes so much sense. <laughs> and that's probably why it'll, it'll never happen. But so <laughs> 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 oh well, well. Another issue we tried to solve I and mean, we maybe we didn't solve, but um, yeah. But thanks for checking out the Highland. Like I said, we've got one a free segment a day, so you know we work at paper. Everyone complains about so, hey, everything's behind a paywall. I can't read anything. Well, with us, look. You get free segment every day. You, you'll never have to complain about that. We've got another segment if you just subscribe to us. There's information about that on our website. Also, check our sponsors. Hey, yes, if you check our sponsors, they'll help us out. But we're trying to have sponsors that help you out, like Chase Bank. You sign up for an account, use our link, they're going to give you 225 bucks. I feel like Mike DeWine, Craig. I mean, you know, he's trying to give all these incentives saying, look, you'll get a chance of winning a million bucks. And people are still like, "Ah, I don't know if I want the vaccine. Well, hey, we're giving you incentives. If you don't want the extra podcast, you don't have to download it. But, you know, check our sponsors. Um, You know, they'll put money in your account. So,
1: Yeah, uh, you know, you don't have to get a shot. You just have to sign up for a bank account. You probably need a bank account anyway, so go ahead and do it. We are
0: the DeWine in Houston of podcasting. <laughs> which, which
1: one are you and which one
0: am I? I have no idea. <laughs> Probably whoever's shorter is. Well, okay. Sorry. <laughs> Can't go ahead, day if I'm making a hype. Oh, well. Yeah, we, we have to have DeWine on. There's a lot we got to talk to him about. So we it's, need it's to. Good. How did we get to DeWine? But no, it's good. So check out the Ohio and, um Sponsor us subscribe and check out our sponsors and you know what share us with your friends lots you can do here uh we'll be back uh with another segment have a great day hi i'm jennifer mooney welcome to what is our new hope interrupted podcast based on the work from our book hope interrupted that i co-authored with my good friend byron mccauley hey jennifer you know i'm looking forward to this podcast as much as i was looking forward to writing this book with you.